Hi, this is Jack. This morning here at Sun and Fun 2013, I was excited to go out and watch the annual mass balloon launch. When I arrived, I discovered Dave Allen and Howie Marlin out on the balloon flight line. They were doing their Sun and Fun radio show, The Morning Run-Up. They were kind enough to ask me to join them on the air, where we admired the balloons and talked with the ballooners about their sport. Here are some highlights from those conversations. The scene out here is pretty interesting. I, uh, you know, this, as David mentioned, uh, we've got people dragging the uh, balloon baskets uh, out of uh, all sorts of different sizes and shapes of vehicles here. Everything from you know a large family van to trailers to large modified, specially modified campers uh, with uh, with platforms on the back. Um, I don't know if you mentioned exactly where we are here. We're out on the, uh, we're at the edge of the grass, uh, just on the runway side of one of the major taxiways here at Lakeland. You can find us by going to the Warbird flight line and then continuing north. Right. And uh, the, uh, all along this taxiway, on the grass between the taxiway and the runway, are the balloon crews. And they're all separated by maybe, uh, what would you call that, uh, uh, 75 feet or yeah, so. something each. like that, yeah. And uh, each individual crew uh, has, uh, are now dragging out their, uh, their uh, uh, I'm calling them baskets. Basket. There's a better name for Gondola, it, Gondola, I think. Is uh, something like that. that there's, a, there's a more official name. And uh, they're, they're dragging these out and starting to uh, unpack the, uh, the balloon envelopes. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be pretty interesting. And it's going to be interesting to hear, too. This is not a, at least the inflation part is not a silent process. It is not quiet. The, uh, when they start lighting up these burners in order to, get the, to create the, the hot air to put into the balloon, you'll hear quite a, quite a sound out here. And, and um, before that, actually, you, you, the, just the fans that they use to insert true, the envelopes they, that's are right. pretty I, amazing. I'd forgotten about that. You're right. They do. They use uh, just, just uh, fans blowing uh, ambient temperature air to begin to inflate. Right. The, uh, the envelope, the balloon, and so uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting thing to hear um, as well as see. Joining us right now is Pat Hill. Uh, now, good morning, sir. Thank you very much for joining us. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sun of Fun. Can you give us a little background on what happened this morning with the briefing and what we can expect to see? Actually, we're in great shape this morning. Um, but because of the anticipated uh, bad weather and the like, we had a few guys drop out. But we actually have 25 balloons on the field uh, coming from Battle Creek, Michigan, down to uh, somewhere in the Keys. And I think we've got west as far as uh, Texas today. But essentially, this is a group of balloonists that are glad to be here and are extremely excited that we've got some good weather. Wonderful. That, great surprise. I will tell you that I got up uh, at far too oh, dark hundred checking uh, the sea taffs and um, to see calm winds and ceilings so high, it, it was uh, quite a bit different than expectations from last night. Well, we always are excited when we see a, 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 nothing happening in the, in the moss on the trees and the, and the wind socks laying flat. It gets everybody a little excited. But you don't know when you get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to try to get to Sun and Fun as to what you're going to find when you get here. So they all come anyway. I can tell you, being from Boston, I don't look at the moss on the trees very often to, <laughs> to check my winds. Can you tell us a little bit about what the, the process these crews are going through right now? Uh, they're just starting to get things set up and assembled. Uh, well, describe for us what we're seeing. Absolutely. What, what, what you basically had is that they got a briefing this morning at the FAA building, which gave them the wind conditions and, and a variety of the rules related to today's activities. Uh, we're controlling the area that they're actually working in so that we get the most crowd effect. And what happens is each balloon now will come out on the field, and they will lay their balloon out, and that literally is a matter of stretching it out, these envelopes are quite large. Some of the smallest one is about 55,000 cubic feet. Then they go up from there 
Uh, in fact, we have one of the larger balloons flying in America right now today down at the end, which you'll see uh, later. Really cool. But what happens now is that as they stretch out, the first step is to get the, the, the um, uh, fabric where it will actually accept air coming in from one end. They'll open up the, the uh, bottom end of the envelope and will blow cold air in. And that's simply a function of trying to fill it up and uh, expand the amount of fabric so that, they, that it's actually getting the opportunity to have lift later. And when, what, what happens then on, from the other side, the crews will work on the north side of the balloon, essentially the top, and, and will actually Velcro in a top. It's like a parachute that sits at the very top of the balloon. And they Velcro it so that it can be pulled out later for an emergency or for landing purposes. But essentially that actually holds the air into the top of the facility. So after that happens, then the next big thing that's going to happen is that they'll crank up their fans, blow the cold air in. They will set their burners facing into the balloon. By, and by, we'll putting, the gondol, the by putting the basket on its side? That's correct. Right? In fact, uh, you know, there's a lot to go on the basket itself. Uh, the, the technology in those really hasn't changed much since the late 1800s. But, but the basic principle is they have to have a burning source of some type to get heat. And that heat then is directed inside the balloon, heating up that cold air that they put in earlier. Once that happens, the balloon starts getting lift, and it, what we call it stands up. And in a stand-up position now, they're in a pre-flight, and a lot of other things start happening as they start controlling and getting ready for the flight itself. About how many people does it take to manage this whole process? Uh, ballooning is kind of fun. It's, the, the challenge is, is it more fun to be a pilot or more fun to be a crew? And I think most people will argue that one back and forth. Really? Okay. What happens essentially is that you've got to have at least two people, one person on the ground that helps drive the vehicle and, and do the setup, and one person flying the balloon. But most crews are four people. So you typically have a pilot and three people on the ground. That's many fewer than I would have expected. From watching this in past years, it seems like it's quite a, a, a tussle, a, a, t a tugging match sometimes to it, keep these things under control while they're being inflated. It actually can be. Um, what, what we have here is if you look down the other end, we have uh, Sugar Bear, which is one of the largest balloons. Yeah, and I that actually of that. That one's going to be pretty, pretty That will cool. actually take about a seven-person crew yeah. just uh -huh. to control the balloon and get the envelope moving up in the right direction. Now, as they're inflating it, uh, what, what kinds of things are they watching for to make sure that everything's going according to plan? Well, the most significant thing is looking for twisted fabric or twisted cords on the inside or outside. Uh, there's a top cord that we use that kind of holds the balloon in the down position while they're filling it, and that's used really so that the balloon doesn't pop up artificially or that wind doesn't move it one way or the other. On the inside, there's a variety of lines and, and, and sensors that are there that keep temperature alert in the cockpit so that they will know in the basket what the temperatures are at different levels within the balloon. Well, Pat, that's really interesting. One of the things that I've always wondered about is how do they monitor the level of heat that's in the balloon? And tell me about the sensors. Well, depending on the sophistication of the balloon, they all have at least one sensor, but it's, it all relates to trying to determine what is the right balance of heat versus the outside air. So it's all relevant to what's outside. And, it, and uh, humidity has an impact as well as everything else. So a lot of it's flying by your seat of the pants, but with a lot of experience, they, they understand what to do to get that balance right to get them in and out of the balloon and out of the altitudes. The first couple of balloons now uh, in, out in front of us here are being inflated with the cold air, I believe, right? That's correct. And uh, we're starting to see the colors of these envelopes and uh, the, the uh, designs that are uh, stitched into the sides. It's uh, it's. It's incredibly picturesque. It's, it's just a beautiful thing to be out here and see this in the morning. The sun, by the way, the sun is rising. The sun has actually been up for probably, what, 15, 20 minutes now. Um, it is a little bit uh, overcast, so we're not actually seeing the sun directly, but we are seeing a very, very bright, beautiful sky off in the east. So, uh, yeah, they're starting to, uh, to inflate these. Now, we're, watching, as they, one, we're watching one truck uh, splay out the, the balloon, obviously a 
fairly complex device. It's very large. Uh, Pat, can you do you know who they are? Uh, that particular group, I'm not certain. Uh, they're out of Tampa, Florida. That's one of our local uh, ride hoppers. Uh, actually, most people don't know that people can get balloon rides. And th there are ride operations in the area here in the Tampa Bay area in Orlando and in Tampa. Uh, Celebration Aviation is perhaps the largest known and the oldest known here. But they are, I only mention them specifically because David Justice is our balloon meister. Okay. The balloon meister is a real special title. And, and as a special title, that, that, that what they do is oversee the operations, the rules, and make sure that everyone is properly uh, conditioned and ready for this flight. As we're watching them uh, lay out these balloon envelopes and uh, kind of take off the straps and the, and the, uh, the uh, materials that were used to kind of keep them together, it makes me, it, it looks a little bit like, it makes me think of parachutes for some reason. <laughs> is there any particular rules and regulations regarding how these things are, are, are packed up at the end of the day and how they're uh, uh, stored and that kind of thing? Um, good question. A very good question. Um, it, it is similar material. It, it is a, a ripstop nylon or, or polyester material that's much like much of the more sophisticated parachutes. But because the nature of the balloon, it's when you unfold it, it all opens up. It's not quite as critical an issue about packing it. The most significant issue about packing it is keeping it dry and packing it up so that it doesn't create any kind of creases or folds that, that later become problems in the flight. I'm just watching one crew, small crew, unfurl the uh the balloon, which was packed in a, uh, a device, and obviously from uh, top to bottom, so it came out in a very straight, organized fashion. Right, and, and essentially, uh, one of the real challenges, and it's the fun part of that crewing we talked about a moment ago, is packing it back in and, <laughs> and uh, making sure that... I'll bet it's not as easy to pack back in as it is to pull out. <laughs> no, it's quite, quite in fact, frankly, uh, we have a lot of crews want to do the celebration afterwards, but the packing up part of it is how they earn their, uh, their treats. Earn their keep. What's our expectation today about direction of flight and that sort of thing? We look like we're heading over to the city of Lakeland. Uh, it, it's a little hard to tell. It, mo people don't understand often, but the, the, uh, w the winds change at about 50-foot increments. Mm -hmm. And so a balloon pilot is very sensitive to deciding what the wind is drifting. And typically in the first 30 minutes of flight or first 15 minutes of flight, he's testing different w altitudes to see which way the wind is driving. And from that, he will make decisions about where his actual pattern of flight will be within the conditions where the winds will let him go. Sure. Just a, a little while ago, 15 minutes or so ago, we saw them release a couple of what I would call party balloons. Uh, and, and I presume that that's in order to observe the winds as it, as it rises? That's correct. That's called a pie ball. And a, and a pie ball is, uh, is, is released in, before almost every flight. And it gives them a chance to see both the surface winds and as it goes up, it gives them a chance to get some idea about wind drift. The pie ball that left the field today drifted very, very slowly up to about 150 feet. And then at about 250 feet, somewhere in that range, it made a left turn. And we watched that turn just a little bit. And then as it got close to 500, it turned back to the right. So we've got some steerage that they are, are, are anticipating mm -hmm. in the flight. What probably surprised us most is that there's no reported cloud cover, but we lost the pie ball at about 1,000 feet behind a cloud. Yeah, that's right. We, we were watching that. Um, I was impressed that, that they, they went pretty straight up. I mean, they did drift to, to in various directions, but they didn't just take off for Lakeland. Um, we were very happy about that this morning. You are. I mean, so there's enough air there for the balloons to travel. They're not going to be stuck in this area over our head. It, very unlikely that they would get in one location. There's very few places in the world that a balloon will take off and land back at the same place. So, so this is a function of, of, um, uh, of, of staying with the winds and, and anticipating, but you don't know for sure where that's going to take you until you're up. Now, this morning when we were uh, wondering whether things were going to uh, e even commence, 
what are the limitations that keep you? Obviously, I mean, we can all come up with that on our minds, but what are the uh, minimums that you guys will fly in? Well, from an, from a ceiling standpoint, most balloonists will not take off with less than a thousand feet of clear ceiling, and you can fly this balloon at fifty feet above AGL. Uh, you can fly it across lakes. You can touch the water. You can sure. do a lot of things. So, typically, all balloonists want to be low altitude. But a part of our test as we expand and we actually get uh, qualified will take you up over a mile high. So you, mm. the, the reality is we have a lot of altitude opportunities. The most important issue, though, typically is wind. Sure. And it is a pilot in command decision as to whether he launches or not. I make the call here on the field as to whether we're on the field. The balloon meister will make the call as to whether it is safe to fly. But it is up to each pilot to decide whether they will actually fly. And their crew chief typically is the one who makes that call. I see. What's the training like to become a pilot in command of a balloon? Everyone has to go through the same rigmarole that you do for a fixed-wing aircraft. You have the same pilot exam and, 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 and all of the, the same criteria to physically get the written part of your license done. But then there, that's where it stops, and that's where ballooning takes over. And you're required a, a, a significant number of flights with instructor, and then a solo, and then ultimately the, you'll get your ticket. Um, I, I dare say that Two-thirds of balloonists probably are just balloonists. That's what they chose to do, and that's where they stayed. Uh, there are some that are, that are fixed-wing pilots as well, and this became an option to them as they grew older or as they changed what they were doing. Now, tell us a little bit about the, the, how you control the things like direction of flight and height and that kind of thing. Um, you, you can, some people might not realize that you do have some control over direction of flight. A absolutely. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a, we like to think that we have a lot of control. The truth of it is we're in, at the mercy of where the winds are taking us. But within any given direction, we have ability to, to steer right or steer left based on what we call drifts within the winds. And, and honestly, uh, the, the very, very best pilots are incredibly skilled at that. And they can get the slightest drift and end up making significant changes. Today's event actually is what's called a hare and hound race. And a lot of steerage occurs in that because they're actually working to try to get to a specific location. I've heard that term before, a hare and hound race. How does that work? A hare and hound. There's a balloon that will go up that will be the hare balloon. It jumps out in front of everybody. And that balloon will go out and find a location somewhere off the field, put an X on the ground, and then will pack their balloon to the side. Other balloons will then try to go over that and throw a uh, sandbag with a streamer on it on that location. Whoever is closest no to, the, to the X is the one who wins. That sounds great. Yeah, you can actually you, you throw you have a bean bag. Yes, uh, and you can actually throw it if you want. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you can throw it as far as you can, but it's a but it, you, it's a talent to get close enough to even get close to a thing. In past years, we've had people that fly that fly as much as thirty five forty five minutes and then miss the target by maybe three feet. So it's rather that's remarkable. That's impressive to to be able to get that close from that far away. Well, here we are. We have about I don't know. Jack's counting uh, ten We're, balloons. I, I, I can I can visible, you know, see about ten balloons at this time as they're starting to be inflated. Again, we're out here on the grass between the uh, main taxiway and the uh, runway here at Lakeland. Uh, a pretty good crowd forming up on the uh, yeah, outside seriously. of the taxiway sure as people have come out this morning with their lawn chairs and their uh, uh, cameras and uh, have set up to. Uh, they've obviously there's a very distinct line. There's a deadline here. You don't cross uh, as uh, people are uh, being kept back to, for safety, I'm sure, on both sides of the this line. This is the definition and, uh, of photo op, baby. So. I, I, I do want to share with you that in ballooning, we do welcome guests. Uh, for safety reasons here at Sun and Fun, we do kind of hold them back. 
but typically at most Willie events, many of the crowd will be invited the opportunity to come out and actually help, yeah. and, and that's what's going on. How should people go about in their local areas finding a balloon operation that they can get involved with? More often than not, you'll find it actually in the yellow pages under hot air ballooning. If your area is an area that is involved with tourism, odds are there's somebody there doing that. Yeah. I have to tell you, this is, and I've been talking about this all week long, this is one of my favorite moments at Sun and Fun. This no is doubt. just spectacular. Uh, the, the, we're seeing all these balloons out in front of us. Uh, many of them are nearly upright now. Uh, we hear a lot of the sound of the uh, burners uh, uh, creating warm air, hot air to uh, fill these things, to inflate them so they can lift. Uh, the colors are just spectacular. There's just all, I mean, you know, it's a cliche, all the colors of the rainbow. Uh, a lot of them have uh, printing on them, various sponsors. We're seeing uh, a, a Seminole Casino. We're seeing Remax. We spoke earlier about uh, Sugar Bear. What else do we have here? Uh, this is, I uh, can't quite make this one out. It's American Balloons. But, and then just lots of ones with just, just beautiful patterns uh, and colors and shapes. Uh, this one's got hearts in front of us here, rainbow colors and hearts. Uh, just some, some it's just a beautiful sight. The second balloon is just lifted off here. One thing that's different, I, this is the fourth or fifth time that I've had uh, been able to be out here uh, at Sun and Fun. And uh, the difference for me is that they're uh, flying off in a different direction this morning. They usually, uh, when I've been here in recent years, they have launched and, and flown away towards the, uh, the, the, the sort of southwest. Right, yep. And uh, um, this year they're heading almost due north. I'm counting about 16 balloons in my in my line of sight right now, plus the two or three that have already launched. So uh, it's, it's a pretty good turnout of uh, beautiful hot air balloons this morning. Yep. Okay, Back the guy directly forth. ahead of us has just released. He's taken off at about five feet now, and it's slowly rising. You know what? It's just like the scene from Wizard of Oz. It, I was thinking, it's goodbye. Just, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That was very funny. It went right through my head. There's five balloons airborne right now, Yeah, we're, it's including a, it's the hair. Quite a sight here with the balloons right in front of us still on I'm the sorry, ground. I'm sorry, the, the, yeah, the, the distance, hair. The, uh, no, I don't think the hair is in our I view I think that's the hair, the, far, the top one up there, I believe. I don't think it... The, the, I'm pretty sure that's the hair. Didn't the, the hair had a, a piano uh, oh, stitched into right. the side? Oh, okay. right. And unless that side is turned away from us, I don't think I'm seeing that one at this time. Do we but, think uh, it's already gone? May, it may be behind this blue one. It could be I, there. We're, our, a large part of our view is blocked by a by a beautiful big uh, uh, multicolored uh, sort of the NBC key peacock on that's steroids. Was, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> I, and I, I'm thinking I don't want to be plugging if they're not the sponsor, but uh, that's what it looks like. It looks it like the look NBC like peacock. Every few minutes, we have another balloon uh, leaving the ground here and, and drifting away. They are not, again, from my, my limited past experience, um, the, in the past, they've stayed low to the ground and kind of uh, pretty quickly drifted off into the distance. Here they are. Oh, here's Sugar Bear. This is pretty oh, cool. Look. look at this. This is the head of the Sugar Bear from the uh, cartoons and the uh, cereal. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> with his face towards us, with though, his face towards us, uh, and the, he actually has the shape of the head with the <laughs> ears and the eyebrows sticking up. And uh, oh, there goes the American balloons. Uh, one of the largest one. There has to be a dozen people in that. Oh, look at that! That's quite a basket. That, You're right. In that basket, and baby, they are up. They're skimming along on the on the grass top, top of the grass. A couple of fellas trying to guide the basket as if they could do anything about it. <laughs> knocking down cones as they go. Yeah. 
But uh, they're, they're full, starting to, full steam ahead, boy. They're going. There we go. Now they've got a lift, and they're, they're up off the ground. Looks like they're going to stay off the ground now. And as they drift away off to the uh, north, slightly to the west. But as uh, I was saying before, uh, they, yeah. they, they are not staying low and making a beeline off into the distance. They are drifting up much higher. We have so, a couple balloons that are all very nearly overhead. Oh, how there. do you like that? And uh, so uh, they're not leaving the area as quickly as I've seen in the past. It's... Uh, it's very, very picturesque. It's uh, it, it, and it is overcast today, so we don't have the bright sunlight. You know, the morning uh, dawn sunlight off these balloons, which makes it truly spectacular. Um, but it, now here's one selfish man going off by himself. It's it's merely beautiful. <laughs> A lot of folks have come out this morning to uh, watch the balloon launch. As I mentioned earlier, all lined up along the taxiway here, all with their cameras raised and snapping all sorts of pictures, and I would imagine video as well. Uh, Got their lawn chairs, and their uh, some are sitting on, on the ground uh, along the yellow center line of the taxiway, along the yellow brick road. That's right. Yeah, watching the wizard as wizard, he trips back to Kansas. As he leaves. Right? Yeah, uh, a lot of balloons in the sky in front of us. Let's see you now: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That I can see real quickly here. We have and, three, uh, four, four tethered. Make that three tethered. Yeah, well, we got three more. Well, this one's going up fast. Look, he can go. He's going. Oh, the lightning bolt! This he's got a a, a, he's a going, dark cloud and a lightning bolt, and the man is fired up. He, he's going for the Immelman right there. Yeah, that's he's, right. Uh, <laughs> he's going up very, much, much more steeply. Well, we only have about uh, three left that are currently on the ground, and it looks like we're bailing on one of them, which is a, unfortunately. There's three still on the ground. There's a fourth uh, that are that are inflated, and it looks like they're probably going to be launching soon. Uh, there's a fourth that looks like they're going to they're going to cancel and not fly today, uh, but it's it's we've got how many balloons did we count? It looks like uh, probably almost 20 balloons in the air now. Yeah, at one point I think I counted as many as 16 or 17. It's kind of there's just a lot of them. They're really really beautiful right out in front of us. Usually they're they're they've disappeared uh, in the distance by now, but uh, and at all different altitudes. We've got uh, one over here that's very very close to the ground still, probably not much more than 100 feet off the ground, 50 feet off the ground. Um, and uh, and then we like you said we've got one that's almost overhead and uh, and everything in between it's it's pretty spectacular very beautiful. What was it Pat told us earlier? He said twenty five. I think twenty five. There yeah. goes Seminole Casino. So that's that makes nineteen balloons in the air, and it looks like we might hit twenty if this last uh, black balloon balloon with the uh, rainbow with the black and bo uh, top and bottom with the rainbow in between. It just might that'll put twenty balloons in the air. So that's uh, spectacular. What a this is this is always like you said, Jack. This is always a treat for me. I very much look forward to coming out here and watching the balloon launch, and I'm so glad we were able to get off the ground this year. Yeah, absolutely, because it was a bit of a disappointment last year. Um, we, had, we had beautiful uh, visual conditions last year with the it was a clear sky and the sun was shining off the balloons, but uh, but the winds were just too dangerous last year, and so they were not able to launch last year. They inflated the most of them. Um, but then they uh, they scrubbed all the launches and, and deflated them and packed them back up. Well, I'm not this sorry morning, about though. That. No, sir. Not this morning. We've got just a lot of balloons in the area. It's very, very beautiful. There, there the goes the last one. Yep, the there last, you go. Of, last of the balloons that's been inflated uh, is leaving the ground now. And uh, it's basically black on top, black on the bottom, and rainbow in the middle. Do they call him Tail End Charlie in balloons? I don't know. I do they call them what? Isn't that what they call it in uh, in formation flight? The uh, the last aircraft in the formation is is huh? tail end Charlie or something.
Thanks to Dave Allen and Howie Marlin for letting me join them, and thanks to Pat Hill, chairman for balloon events at Sun and Fun, for answering our questions about ballooning. This has been Uncontrolled Airspace, Sun and Fun Daily, episode 323 Echo. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.